This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Coming up today, we head down to the Walker area for our Lake of the Week, but up first, Steve Sapaniak tells us what's happening on Mille Lacs. If you're fascinated by what you're hearing today, Bemidji State University might be the place for you when it comes to college. They're located amid the lakes and forests of the Northwoods, and it's the only place in Minnesota where you can earn a four-year degree in aquatic biology. It's a state-of-the-art program on the shores of Lake Bemidji, giving you high-tech lakeside facilities and ample opportunity for research and a hands-on education. You can choose fisheries biology, aquatic systems, or wetlands ecology. An aquatic biology education at Minnesota's premier Northwoods University. It's the right fit for you. Visit BemidjiState.edu. This is Dick Beardsley, and this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Well, we're bothering him back on the water once again. Steve Sapaniak from Predator Guide Service joining us. And, uh, Steve, you were telling me you are uh, layered up because the cold front is here. Cold front is definitely here, and you never bother me, Kevin. It's always an honor to be on your show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you and I were talking. I was telling you it's not so bad here, but then again, I remembered I got five layers on top and two on the bottom, so it's a little chilly. I've got uh, I got a couple of gentlemen with their brothers. I've had them on and off for years. I enjoy their company. I think more than they enjoy being with me at times, but uh, we have a good time. They're good fishermen, and uh, we do a lot of laughing and joking and telling stories, so that way it's been fun. Uh, we're hurting though. Uh, I think we've seen 10 or 12 big arcs on the bottom. That's, you know, the muskies are right near the bottom or on the bottom. And like we always talk about, Kevin, for years, you know, that's what a cold front does. It drives the fish down. So uh, these guys are good fishermen. We're trying hard, and the rest is up to the good Lord, as they say. Well, you know, Steve, your issue is not that unusual. I was talking to several other people of the Brainerd Lakes area, and, you know, walleyes, you know, were kind of uh, spotty this year. They Same thing. They know they're there. They see the numbers. They see them on the graphs. Uh, but getting walleye to bite this year kind of was a was an issue. So yeah, we're kind of not. I wouldn't say across the board, but there's a few species that have been behaving a little weird this year. It is, and you, it makes you wonder. You know, I got a bunch of different theories and stuff. But then again, theories. You know, you sound like someone. You know, with a conspiracy. But <laughs> I'm wondering if the bait fish and forage is that heavy this year and that thick this year, where the fish don't need to chase something artificial. You know, it's hard to compete with Mother Nature for the real thing. Oh, absolutely. Uh, unquestionably, there's no question about that. One of the things that's going to help you, though, I'm looking, at least up here, you said that, you know, your water temps haven't changed that much. I got to think they're going to start. As I, you know, our temps here are going to be in the 50s, low 60s during the day, uh, upper 30s, low 40s in the night for a, a good, you know, 10-day stretch, and then it looks like it might warm up some. But I think we're kind of in that point where we're not going to have to worry about those temps going way up. They're just going to keep getting lower now. Keep getting lower. And I know you and I discussed when we were on the show last week, you know, this, I believe this is the start of the fall pattern, the way things have changed and everything, you know. We're starting to see some of the blonde muskies I was talking about last week, you know, come into the shallows. They're getting ready to put on the feed bag for fall. I think everything is a good two to three weeks ahead of schedule like we we were talking about. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens, you know. We're starting to see more and more walleyes you know, stockpiling up by the uh, major troughs, and there's a, lot, a couple of nice-sized troughs in Minas, uh, Mille Lacs Lake on the south end. And uh, we were mentioning last week, you know, right now, you know, they're looking pretty good. Went past one a couple of days ago, 
they're stacked up with walleyes two to three feet thick off the bottom. <laughs> so the fall pattern, I think, is moving a lot quicker than we think. At least over here it is, Kevin. Well, I, uh, I'm fine if the fall pattern kicks in. I hope it stays a fall pattern for a long time and doesn't become an ice fishing pattern too soon. <laughs> Why should things change? Wasn't it the last 10 years we went from winter to summer, no spring, and right <laughs> yeah. from summer to winter, no fall? I mean, everybody, don't blink. You might miss hunting season. You know, that's how things are moving so quick around here. But, yeah, the evenings have been really, really cool. I've been blessed the last three weeks listening to a bobcat half the time in the evening. She'll start anywhere from 3.30 till 4.30 in the morning, and she'll go for 20 minutes straight screaming and hollering. Uh, she's looking for someone to come and keep entertaining her is what I'm getting the impression, but she doesn't have to do it near my cabin and near my window. It gets to be old. Okay. Well, I'm assuming when you're uh, when you're out there trying to get walla or uh, muskies to bite, you, you've tried probably pretty, pretty uh, much everything you can think of. Oh, definitely. You know, uh, it's been a matter of throwing everything. Derek and Connor have gone from plastics to spinner baits to bucktails, hair to jerk baits. Uh, they're throwing everything but the kitchen sink. And like I said, if I was to make a lure, I'd call it the kitchen sink so I can honestly say, hey, everybody, I threw everything at them, including the kitchen sink, and they still wouldn't bite. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's, that's the way it goes sometimes. And like I say, we were hearing the same thing about the walleyes. Um, but they'll get very hungry and very aggressive as we go. We know that. Uh, we just might have a particularly small window of fun this year. Exactly. And it's not just the muskies, you know, being affected. Everything is being affected with this weird, weird summer we've had. You know, northern pike are acting a little differently. What we got going for the walleyes has been a little different, like you said. Well, the only thing that's remained consistent is the smallmouth bass, and that's fantastic for all the uh, diehard bass heads. I love it. You know, you guys have a great time. I love seeing these guys having fun. They had that tournament the other week, and I heard the average weigh-in for each day was close to 80 pounds per boat. That's a lot of weight for smallmouth bass, and that's a continuously steady bite they had for the whole tournament. So that shows you some things are looking up pretty good. You're on the best, one of the best lakes there is, you know. You got Malax Lake, one of the best lakes in the whole United States for some species. Just like up there by Bemidji, you guys got some world-renowned lakes over there. That's nice, but when all the lakes are acting the same, you know, a little bit of disarray, you might say, it lets you know it's not just the specific lakes. It's everything and anything going on in Minnesota and the United States. So it's going to be interesting to hear what some of these other theories are about what's going on here. Well, are you hearing any, you mentioned the bass, are you hearing anything from guys going after big northerns? Are you hearing anything on any of the other lakes uh, close to your area? Ah, the other lakes about the only thing that's going good right now and the consistently wise is the panfish. You know, a lot of nice sunnies. Crappies haven't started the fall pattern yet. A lot of bluegills happening. Uh, bass have been going good on some of these different lakes, which is good. I've been seeing, even myself, on some of the other different lakes in shallow water, seeing some impressive-looking bluegills way in the shallows, which is not normal this time of year. They should be hanging and staging on the outer, outer edge, you know, like where the cabbage weed drops off. You know, that's where they like to stage getting ready to come in again for the winter pattern so there's a lot of them moved in already so it's like the winter pattern for them has started and they're moving in to feed on different aquatic crustaceans than the deep water offers so a lot of the lakes are feeling that around the area which is fantastic we need that kind of uh, excitement going but that's about it you know as far as the pike going we've taken five over 20 pounds and it's been on spinner baits and plastics it's been good uh, we've lost a lot of them. We've seen a lot of them. We had a lot of hits, you know, so things are picking up there. But there again, too, you know, on any kind of day where the water temperature fluctuates maybe a half degree or more, you know, it seems like everything wants to shut off for a while to adjust. 
that's again that weird pattern that we're experiencing, Kevin. So I know you're starting to think about hunting. Do you do any archery, or is it all uh, firearm for you? Well, I'm going to be doing archery. In okay. fact, my bride and I are going to go. Uh, I'm going to get away from the fishing for a few days, and uh, first weekend of October, we're going to go up to our property. I'm going to bring the shotgun for grouse. I'm going to bring my bowl for deer. I'm going to see what Mother Nature provides for me. If nothing else, I've got plenty of work to do for getting ready for the rifle season. So it's just fun to be up there. My wife loves it up there. It's good entertainment for us to get alone and just enjoy what the good Lord gave us. All right. I, I know you I know you love it up there, and I know you love hunting, so it'll be interesting to hear uh, what you see early in the season. Pardon me? It'll be interesting to see what you, or to hear what you see in that first couple of weekends of the year, uh, hunting-wise. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, like you said. I'm excited. I'm hoping to see, as usual, we get up there, you know, the deer should be moving. It depends on the leaves, Kevin, how much grouse activity we'll have. Usually we got pretty decent grouse hunting up there if we don't have a lot of rain earlier in the season. The grouse, Kevin, are like pheasants. They'll lay, you know, they'll have their nest in the lowland. And if we got a lot of water up there, which we did early in the season, it could be challenging. But, yeah, I'm excited to see what's up there because I know this spring I was up there. I seen bear. I seen moose, you know, timber wolf. I'm hoping now, you know, the timber wolf is sort of gone and the other animals are feeling more like they're, you know, they don't have to be so cautious and everything and they can move around easier. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm really uh, curious to see how the grouse go for you. I heard that they were, they had a lot of uh, high drum counts this year, um, more than they expected. So that, that should bode well for, for the grouse hunt. I'm hoping, you know, but then again, too, look at how they count the deer population. They look at the droppings. Each dropping, you know, pile of dropping is a deer. Each uh, strumming is a grouse. Well, what if that grouse strums more than twice? (laughs) Is that three grouse? Like I told one DNR agent, you know, you count the pile of droppings for deer. Each one is a deer. I said, that's fantastic. I said, I saw one deer move 20 yards and relieve herself three times. Does that make her three deer? (laughs) It's all guesswork. That's my point. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve, I know that you're running out of time, but Connor's still available if people want to get some fall uh, musky fishing in once that fall bite kicks in. So uh, how do they do that? You know what? Go to my website, take a look at my home phone number, give us a call. I'll line you up with Connor. Uh, the number for my landline is 320-253-7532. Uh, my cell phone, give me a call. I'll line you with Connor there, too. That is 320-333-2941. Connor's a good fisherman. I taught him a lot of stuff. Uh, he's been doing good this week. He's had a few trips and everything. They got a few boated, so uh, that should be a pretty good time. Give us a call, folks. We'll put you on the fish if we can. Steve Sapaniak from Predator Guide Service uh, checking in from the uh, waters of Lake Mille Lacs. Steve, thanks for your time today, as always. My pleasure, Kevin. Thank you, sir. Coming up next on the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, our Lake of the Week. I'm Bruce Jean at Rainy Lake Guiding. I always like to give to those in need. That's why I'm on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, because we all know Kev Jackson is sure in need of knowledge. If you're ready to write the next chapter of your life and love the outdoors, Northwest Technical College might be the perfect fit. Northwest Technical College in Bemidji has state-of-the-art technical education and six career paths in the heart of the Northwoods. Automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology. We're surrounded by more than 400 lakes and acres and acres of forests. You can be fishing, you can be hunting, and you can be plotting the course of your life all at the same place. 
The shortest path to your dream job begins at Northwest Technical College, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area teeming with walleye, pike, muskie, bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Fine shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfasts. Visit Bemidji one step further. I'm Jason Durham, the smarter and better looking Jason. And this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, holy cow. It's Lake of the Weekday, and we're checking in with Carl Peterson out of the Walker Area Fisheries Office. And our Lake of the Week this week is a tiny one. It's Diamond Lake. And, uh, Carl, uh, this one should be fairly easy to talk about because uh, outside of Bullhead, it's pretty much just a trout lake. Yeah, pretty much just a trout lake in the middle of the woods. So, <laughs> pretty nice little lake. Seventy, you know, just just shy of eighty acres out there. It's in the middle of the Chippewa National Forest, and uh, we've been managing for trout for for quite a few years now. And it's it's one of our better lakes in the area. The nice thing is we get some carryovers, so you you know you can definitely bring a kid out there and catch a bunch of small fish, but also have a chance for some some bigger ones, seventeen, eighteen, and up to twenty inch rainbows are in there. What makes it a good uh, trout lake? I mean, it's, you know, usually I think of a trout lake, it's either fairly, it's usually fairly deep. This one, you know, 31 feet, that's not real deep. No, it's not real deep, but obviously there must be some springs in there that keep those water temperatures down. So we've got uh, four managed trout lakes um, in in the Walker area, stream trout lakes and designated, I should say. And then we also have Long Lake, which we have trout in it over there by Longville. But that's more of a more of a two tier lake. It's not just purely trout. So, with these uh, with these lakes, it, it's there must be some springs or something in there that uh, you know bring in some cool water and, and some decent oxygen so they can survive over the for the for the trout lakes. It's over the summer, so those warm temperatures don't don't make them tip over. And and thankfully, Diamond's just got got just the right water for for what we need to grow some fish in there. And you just uh, you just stock them every year. Yep, it's pure, purely a put and take fishery. So we'll bring in uh, fourteen thousand fingerlings every year in the fall, and then uh, you know they'll overwinter in there and then catch them. Well, actually, it's open for winter fishing as well, and and that can be reasonably popular. It depends on the access in there. It's 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 not always the easiest to get in there because, like I said, it is in the middle of the Chippewa National Forest. So in the wintertime, it's a designated snowmobile trail. So you can get in on their snowmobiles. If we don't have snow, you can you can get in there over the Forest Service Road. Well, if you if you have a trout stamp and you like trout fishing, it's a, it's obviously a very good choice. But also, you know, uh, we, we talk about these out-of-the-way, quiet lakes. This is definitely one of those. Yeah, it is. You know, it's... Um, it's quite a trek to get in there. It's just over, you know, the, we call it the Wood Trick, Wood Tick Trail, just north of Hackensack. It's Forest Service Road 2105. And then uh, if you go east on that Wood Tick Trail, three miles off of Highway 371, then you go a mile and a half north uh, to the lake on U.S. Forest Service Road 2687. So it, it, uh, that 2687, it, you know, it's 
it's a mile and a half and it winds up and down and through the trees and stuff like that so you're back in their ways you're not going to want to haul a, a big big boat in there for sure it's more of a you know 14 foot aluminum or 12 foot aluminum boat kind of lake and there are some camp spots on the lake back in there and it and there's there's no there's no development anywhere on the lake it's all chippewa national forest land or public lands completely surrounding the lake and there, there is a the boat ramp is decent but it is an earthen ramp and uh and the camp spots are there's a couple open camp spots to the to the south and to the east on the lake. So you want to get rustic? That's a place to go. Yep, that is a good place to go for rustic for sure. So, I, I'm you know there aren't that many uh, trout lakes, you know, and and so I'm assuming the trout uh, anglers will take advantage of everyone they have. So this might be a lake that uh, if it wasn't a trout lake, may get nobody checking it out. Yeah, and that's what's interesting about it because. We've got a couple of smaller lakes that uh, that are right there. Bluebill Lake, which is actually we used to use it as a, a musky rearing pond years and years ago, and uh, <clears throat> we had some trouble with it because we had some really high water back in the 1980s, the 1990s. Pardon me, that uh, that actually flowed into Diamond Lake, so we had to go in and reclaim Diamond Lake because it had got all these muskies and bullheads from that Bluebill Lake, and uh, reclaimed it for a trout lake, and and then uh, and had to do it again back in the the 2000s got a bunch of small bluegills in there bought a bunch of small crappies in there and it stunted these crappies and the the trout weren't going good so we had to go in and reclaim it again so but uh you know now that we've got it it's it's rolling pretty good now and every year we go in there and it's it's pretty amazing to see the the size of the rainbows that are in this lake okay so uh again uh in the heart of the forest if you are really looking for that out of the way day or camping weekend or something it's a really good choice Yep, yeah, yeah, I would definitely say it's a good choice. And there's, like I said, there's a couple over there as well. So there's there's Diamond Lake, and a little bit farther to the east off of that wood tick is uh, Teepee Lake. That one's even more remote. And then Hazel Lake is even closer, farther to the east, closer to Longville over there. Some some good lakes to look at if you're looking for that that wilderness kind of trout experience. And, uh, you know, we should, for, for people who are listening and saying, well, I'd like to try that, you know, haven't been into the trout scene before. Should point out, you got to buy a trout stamp. You, you, right. you can't just have your license. You got to have a trout stamp as well, right? Yep. And they have different, you know, the trout, the designated trout lakes have different regulations on them. So the winter fishery has, you know, different dates. It's not open year round, so you have to check to make sure that uh, that the winter fishery is open if you're going in there in the winter. And the same thing with the summer; it's got hours on it. Uh, you can't fish with live bait in there. So you know, just just make sure to check your reg books before you go in on, on the specific designated trout lakes to see what what you have to do. And make sure to, like you said, have your trout stamp for those lakes. In general, for, for, again, people who don't know a lot about trout fishing, which I am one, but I've done enough interviews over the years. Uh, but, you, you know, gear-wise, what do you need? Well, you know, that's the nice thing about these trout in there, that we get the fly fishermen, the pretty serious fly fishermen that are in there that are that are out there and, you know, their float tubes dragging a fly or... Or you can get, go in there with your worms and, you know, a big bobber and, and do just fine as well. So I know in the wintertime they've done a lot better. The ones, the guys that I've talked to that have done well are using smaller flies, like a little, you know, size of an ant, little black ant-type flies, and maybe closer to shore. And in the summer they're they're more out in the middle. So, you know, you could drag a spinner through there, just like a, you know, a little MEP spinner or something like that, and that can that can produce fairly well as well. It's our Lake of the Week. It's Diamond Lake. It's a diamond indeed if you are a trout angler. And it and uh, Carl Peterson had all the details. Carl, thanks for taking the time today. Yep, no problem. Thank you. 
Okay, before we wrap up the podcast for today, I want to remind you the 21st Annual Cystic Fibrosis Walleye Classic and Benefit is coming up this weekend. The banquet, dinner, and auction will be Friday night at the Bemidji Eagles Club. And the tournament itself will run Saturday, headquartered at Stony Point Resort on Cass Lake. Still plenty of spots available, so if you want to get registered, go to cysticfibrosiswalleyeclassic.com. Cysticfibrosiswalleyeclassic.com. Or you can register at M&D Pond of Cass Lake and Northwoods Bay and Tackle of Bemidji. Coming up on our next podcast, we're going to find out how the Brainerd Lakes area looked this summer. Mark Pachigalupi, the Brainerd Area Fisheries Supervisor, will check in with us and let us know how it's looking. That's it for this time around. I'm Kev Jackson. Thank you for being here. Pop Onion Country.